Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason, originally from San Francisco, California, but now I am located in beautiful Wuhan, China. And today with me is... Baby from Beijing. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Today, I wanted to talk to you about safety and security. Oh. I read this article that talked about mm-hmm. a Chinese person, actual from China. He was working in Las Vegas and he was protecting the restaurant in which he worked. <laughs> and while someone broke through mm-hmm. and went in and shot this oh. gentleman, this man who mm-hmm. tried to protect the restaurant from the would-be burglar. Mm-hmm. And I was in the hospital and like his, uh, you know, medical bills are probably astronomical given that it's America. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you first, babe. Sure. If you were in a restaurant and someone was attempting to break in and you don't know if they're armed or not, would you throw your life on the line to protect that restaurant like a till? Oh, I would not. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I, I would just give him or her whatever she wants. But I think w- with this gentleman, the um, the response to fight back, part of it is, of course, to protect the restaurant's property. And maybe part of it was just natural, you know, like for a coward like me, mm, mm. my natural response would just be <laughs> fun or, or just, you know, table. run away, right? As far as I can. Yeah. Um, but for other more courageous people, mm. their natural response is just to fight. You know, like the wow. versus the evil. So I, I know that I'm too weak for that. Um, So that's my response. <laughs> I'm from California and like everything is regulated in California for like an American state. Mm-hmm. Everything is super regulated. So you, you have to have insurance in your car. You have to insurance on your house. If you have a mortgage, you have to. So I'm assuming that if, if I was like in America and someone's breaking into like a restaurant I worked in or something, mm. that the place would be so insured that it wouldn't matter if it get, got oh. robbed. It would be, this is a problem I see. for the police to catch this guy. So I would mm. be under the table, you know, I'd be like mm. in the corner hiding, hoping they didn't hear me and letting them <laughs> rob the place. And then once, once they left, I'd be like, call the police, say, Hey, we were, we were robbed. Wait a minute. You missed a dollar here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question in, in China, our restaurant, Restaurants insured or are people insured against burglary or anything? I have no idea. <laughs> but see, <laughs> the thing is, Jason, even though we are like, you know, we're sitting in a safe apartment talking about this, mm. but what mm. our reactions would actually be like, we mm. can't really predict mm. unless you are uh, stuck at, you know, at them in that moment. Mm. You know, we could be talking. I would be, you know, of course I would fight back. You know, I can't <laughs> let evil triumph. Um, but when I'm, uh, when it actually happens and hopefully it never will, mm. I'll probably just freeze. I, I realized this because once it was years ago, I was, um, in South Africa mm-hmm. for a tour. And we had dinner at this really nice, mm, it was like a hotel, but it was a hotel that was part of the safari. Like it was not enclosed. Mm, mm, mm. So the, even the restaurant was really open to nature. Mm. There were no 
gays or anything. And so, like a tiger could just go into the restaurant. They could. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they had wow. tigers though. But there were these.、Uh, what were they called? Like hyenas or something?、Mm, hyenas, yeah. So I was, yeah. And、um, there were waiters, and they were trained, right? And guys, they were all there.、Mm-hmm. But for this, probably like ten seconds,、uh, when I went to the grill place, the restaurant to get more meat,、mm-hmm. and the chef left to get something, literally for like five to ten seconds. And it was just those five seconds when this huge animal—it was like like bigger than a wolf.、Mm. I didn't know what exactly what it was. It came in to the barbecue area. Well, I guess he went, you know, for the meat.、Mm. But I was there. So in that few seconds, in that space, it was just me. Staring at that thing,、mm. I think it was a hyena or something of that nature, and he froze too. And so we were, and at that moment, I was literally, you know, that's why people use the word "I froze" because、mm. I could not move. I could not move even my. I couldn't even move my vocal、mm. cords because I wanted to shout. <laughs> like I stood there holding my plate, I wanted to shout, and and it came out like. <laughs> I couldn't make a sound, and it literally—it took me a while to just like,、eh! <laughs> you know, squeeze something out. I've never had that experience before. Like you're so、um, scared and shocked that you can't、mm. even make a sound. So even though I'm saying that, oh, I'll just get up and run.、Mm. I think I'll probably freeze <laughs> and just,、mm. you know, pray that this guy doesn't kill me. But anyhow,、uh, to be honest, like I or like a lot of people I know here in China, we don't really. Think about this kind of things a lot.、Um, when we like the safety issues that we are concerned with are like like、mm. accidents, right? Do you watch the road when、mm. you cross the road, right? And、um, traffic, right? Sometimes in the news we see these horrible、yeah. traffic accidents or、um, diseases. Of course, right? Especially nowadays,、um, and also there are sometimes I've heard of cases of.、Um, mm. Uh, conflicts in hospitals, where frustrated patients with, I guess, some psychological or mental instability,、wow. um, would have you know would hurt doctors that they were not satisfied with. You don't hear about that in the states, not as much. But here, but it's not like they would just、um, bring a gun or something. Usually, it's like you know a knife or things like that. But equally horrible. And other thing,、uh, other safety issues we worried about,、um, like food、hmm. or watching your kids, right? Like that's the mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of when when you talk about safety, when you ask me about、mm. safety issues, that's like what we think about. We don't naturally we don't really go into the realms of. You know, like guns or drugs or things like that, because it's just not part of the scene. A lot of Hong Kong movies are about like drugs and guns, so yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> I've only been to Hong Kong a couple of times,、mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like a place where people are running around with guns shooting at each other. <laughs> <No> . But <laughs> there's a ton of of Hong Kong movies about that kind of stuff, where like、mm-hmm. whole roads are blowing up and stuff. That's like very. It's like the, it's their just, own yeah. mafia. Yeah, I think there are a lot of American、yeah. movies that overhype like how things are there, but you know. There is a lot of violence,、mm-hmm. you know, in the states. I was robbed one time at gunpoint by children. They were what? Like, I'm <laughs> guessing their age was between. <laughs> I've told this story one time before on the show, so I'm not going to go into great detail.、Mm-hmm. But there were three children about the、uh, 12ish that rolled up on bicycles, and I was with a girl at the time.、Mm-hmm. And they robbed us. They said, "Give me your money," and then they said a word I can't repeat. <laughs> and so then <laughs> I、uh, I pulled my wallet out. I, I was thinking I had need these subway tickets. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like. 
to get home because mm-hmm. I was in a place that I didn't mm-hmm. live. And so I was like, can I just keep these subway tickets? And they were like, I said, give me your Please. money. And I said, okay, I'm just oh, going to keep gosh. them. Here's my wallet. And they were like, yeah, okay. And they rode off on their, their bicycles were beautiful, by the way. They were like brass, oh. brass <laughs> rims. They look like the most expensive bicycles I've ever seen. Did you pay a compliment I, at the moment? I did not pay any compliments. It was, it, but you know, that's the only time I've actually oh, encountered it face to face. And I, I didn't lock up or anything. Well, good I for you. Like, more like just thinking about what needed to, the next step was I need to get home. <laughs> In retrospect, I probably should have been just be like, like giving them the money mm-hmm. and then then told the police, hey, could you give me a ride home, please, officer? <laughs> right. But like, that was not what I was thinking. I was thinking the subway's right there. I need these subway <laughs> tickets. <laughs> well, you were pretty poised, I would say, right? In face of that. But or maybe because they were you know teenagers mm. and you didn't really expect all that Pat, i was thinking mm. they don't really want to shoot me that would ruin their night you know they what they want is just the money and then to leave <laughs> and it would be a big inconvenience for them to have to kill me right there and risk the jail time <laughs> so like for me it was like i think i could get away with keeping the subway tickets <laughs> it would ruin more than their night yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah well i hope it will never happen to you again yeah well but you know i haven't been robbed here in china so. <laughs> oh, good, good. And I, I think in the past two years, uh, we've been hearing more news about uh, cases like that in the States. Mm. And last time when we talked about the similar topic, something you mentioned, I think it was really on to the point. And that is when it comes to gun control, it's never just about the gun mm. itself. Like more than half of the story, the problem is actually about mental health, mm. right? Like are people in the right state of mind? Because mm. if, even if you had a gun, you wouldn't be just, you know, <laughs> showing off or carrying it around and just, um, hey, I'm just going to pull on my gun and see what happens. Mm. Um, people in their right mind wouldn't do that. So it's when you have the resources, the guns, the firearms, and people with unstable mental states that we have more trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also in the past, especially in the past two years, when the economy, right, it, it, both in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and in the in China, it's, I think it's a little less rockier. But in general, you know, coupled with the economic situation and all the joblessness, unemployment, that's when the problem will get worse. And maybe that's, you know, all of these together contribute to higher crime rates, at least from what I can tell mm-hmm, reading mm-hmm. the news. It's quite horrible. To some extent, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite books was as a child was uh, Les Miserables, mm. which is about a man who's oh, desperate for food, and he breaks a plate of glass to steal a piece of bread and then goes to jail for like 19 years or something. It's been a while since I read the book, but like I was reflecting on this as an 11-year-old. Why? So he's the bad guy. He, you know, he did something bad, but he also did it for like a good reason. He needed to eat. So like, you know, you're talking about 
you know, mm. economic downturn and like the violence is that that is a product thereof. I think you're 100% right to some extent, like a lot of people mm. like they get desperate and they you know, they need to provide for their family or whatever it is. And so will cause an increase in violence and criminality. But I mean, there's also the other side, which you already mentioned as well. And that is mental health, because there are a lot of an increasingly because if you're being robbed, if like if you're working at 7-Eleven mm. or I don't know, some some gas station and someone robs you, you know, the best idea is not to pull some like you know mm-hmm. movie clip instead you just give them the money and like okay yeah here you go sir like all right and then you call the police <laughs> after they leave that's right. the most realistic like way mm-hmm. to deal with that behavior because they probably don't want to hurt you mm-hmm. they probably just want to like i don't know maybe there's for drugs maybe it's for mm-hmm. yeah whatever it is they want the money but like increasingly right. now that there's there's this different kind of violence that's going on especially in the united states where people mm-hmm. are using weapons to just vent their like psychological frustration on groups of people and, and this happens in the school context or in malls mm. and things it's it doesn't happen often Mm-mm. but it happens enough that people mm. are legitimately afraid of going into public places sometimes i i talked i talked to some of my relatives mm. and they're like yeah you know sometimes I, I i'm looking over my shoulder when i'm in the mall like if i hear a loud mm-hmm. noise what is that oh gosh yeah. because this is a problem that's happening where these mentally ill people are using you know because it's not that difficult to get a firearm in the united states mm-hmm. if if you're mentally ill, it might not be that you ever did anything before because now you're buying a, a very high powered weapon, mm-hmm. you know, can mm-hmm. hurt a lot of people very quickly, but you don't have a history of criminal behavior. You're just mentally ill. So it doesn't show up. And then, hey, you mm. get a clearance. They give you a gun. Now you have a gun with bullets. Right, right. And then this person can hurt a lot of people. And if uh, selling firearms is just a business, I mean, the owner of the shop wants to make money. Right. I mean, he probably isn't thinking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. all that social responsibility <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, that sh- maybe should be partially on his own shoulders. I mean, when it comes to gun control, I know that there's no easy solution in the U.S. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, people mm-hmm. can debate about it, but what do, what to do? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, the only thing I've heard of that made sense to me was uh, the gun buyback program. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw this in some like TV show about like lawyers and all that. I was like, oh, that sounds like a pretty mm-hmm. good idea. Right. They offer a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. For guns, and um, people could use that money, and then you know the guns get bought back, so there are less loose firearms out there. Mm. But I don't know if this can be done on a you know big scale. You mentioned a big you know like question about like the complexity of it. It's you know I know a lot of American people who have guns, and they seem like very responsible people. Mm-hmm. A lot of them say things, oh, I like to go hunting, mm. or I want it for self protection, right. and so like a lot of people have seemingly legitimate reasons for wanting to have firearms. But you know, like I'm not here to, you know, say, but to lay down what I think really, but I do want to say for the people listening, you know, in China, mm. you can't get a firearm. Yeah, d- like, don't even try. You cannot. <laughs> You'll get trying will get you. <laughs> <laughs> there are no, no. gun stores. <laughs> there are no gun stores, but also there's way less like violence in the streets. Like I'm never worried that I'm gonna like get hurt because you know maybe mm. pe- some people in the United States have guns for self protection, but obviously some people have guns for for other reasons, you know, that are the reasons that mm-hmm. other people... Some people just like guns. Well, and also some people want to use guns for the wrong reasons, you know, mm-hmm. like to hurt other people or to deprive them of their mm. their goods and things. Scare and so in China, you don't, you don't have to worry about that, you know, like 
people don't have guns. Mm. Like, not even the police. The police don't even have guns. So, like, you don't have to be concerned. Do watch out for your mad wife who is, like, <laughs> chopping carrots frantically. <laughs> if there's, like, I've seen, like, videos. The wife is just cutting up vegetables. And then there's, like, this pile of dishes in the sink. And the husband comes over and just stand there and watch. Or, like, totally ignorant or, you know, off the pile of dishes. And then you can visibly eat the wife chopping the carrots much, much harder. It's like she's going to cut the board in half. Wow. And then the husband goes like, oh, oh, maybe I should start washing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's a really safe place. And actually, um, since we talked about it last time, um, I actually looked up um, a little bit, just like, you know, a little bit of information about mm -hmm. gun control here. Like normal people, civilians are not supposed to possess guns or, or bullets even. Mm. Um, and even the police force, it's not like all the police force. Uh, have guns. I think only the, um, what do you call them? Criminal investigators mm -hmm. or homicide detectives mm -hmm. and the SWAT teams. They have guns. You're talking about in China? In China. So it's uh. like, even for the police force, it's not like, I don't think I've seen guns. So even for police officers, um, there are like strict controls for which police officers, like what mm. type of police officers can have guns and in, on what occasions. And I think according to the tiny little bit of research <laughs> I did, uh, so criminal investigators or mm -hmm. homicide detectives and SWAT teams, they can bear firearms, you know, when they are working. So there's a term called Wujing, I think it's, I don't know if the, I probably am saying the tones wrong, but Wujing, and they're like a special kind of police in China. Mm. They are armed, uh, right? Wujing, not all of them. Not, it depends on the occasion. Uh -uh. Yeah. See, what I've seen is uh, the last time I saw guns and it was a long long time ago, like four or five years ago in China, I was in Beijing and it was like during some time when diplomats were coming to the city en masse, you know, one of those big mm. international conferences. Mm -hmm. And I, occasionally I would see this like white truck drive around that looked like a Jeep <laughs> and had four men uh -huh. in the back of it and they were armed. Uh -huh. But that was like five years ago. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is to make sure that it's like a show of force or something. Hey guys, right. diplomats are coming. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I have to look up the translation for mm. that. Um, when they are on duty, they carry. This is just one piece I found. Mm. It mm. might not be. It's not like the official answer. Mm -hmm. But he says when they're on duty, they they have guns. Mm. Um, and then any of the other times, they they can't bear any firearms. Mm. And they of course need to be have their special license. Mm. And um, I think their main responsibility is like anti terrorism. Like if there's danger mm. for mm. public safety, that kind of thing. But for other traffic officers or police officers we see, mm -hmm. you know, in daily lives, I don't think they mm -hmm. have that. Yeah, it's just not mm. part of the common scene. Mm -hmm. um, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, armed wuting you know, is just armed police. So wuting is armed police. Oh, it means armed. Yeah, when they are... <laughs> Literally the, the police with arms. Yeah, uh, when they're on duty, so they are armed. And they're rare. They're very rare. You almost never see them. Most of the police officers I see don't have anything other than like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, we, yeah. We, don't, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve that kind of um, <laughs> severity or protection. <laughs> it's only for special occasions. <laughs> yeah. So.
But in general, as I mentioned, when it comes to safety issues, really, we think about be careful when you cross the road, right? Mm. Um, there might be sleepy drivers or watch your kids. And also, even for like medicine, I probably mentioned this before, like Chinese people are a lot more conscious of what they're taking, yeah, for yeah. at least the ones I know, because I think drugs in general, and I don't even mean those, you know, those type of yeah. drugs. Like ibuprofen. Medicine in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been a saying that we grew up with, and that is what are whatever kind of medicine, like at least 30% of medicine are poison. <laughs> Even if they're really good medicine, they help with your case, but there's still bad elements to it. Mm -hmm. And even these health products, right? It, it's not like they're 100% good for you. I mean, maybe sometimes they, they have mm -hmm. things in it that are not so good for you. So people are more wary of taking medicine. They don't take it if it's not like absolutely necessary. And I think in general, mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. just, uh, it, it gives me the feeling because I've mm -hmm. lived in both places and I don't know if you feel it the same way. Just in general, I feel like, like <laughs> Chinese people, they just, they just don't want to die. You know, like <laughs> life, life seems so much more precious in a way. Like they take much more care to make sure that they and their family stay alive. <laughs> I think that <laughs> this sounds almost uh, silly, but you, if you look at it, it's really strange that you say that if you're looking about like gun safety or violence safety that is the argument of people the argument you just just made is the argument of people who want guns right. so they're like oh, the reason i have a gun is to protect my family and so like that doesn't work i know i know it doesn't seem i don't think that's how it works that's what usually yeah. they say i have a gun because if there's a home invader i want to be able to defend my family that's the argument in the united states mm -hmm. talk really briefly about something slightly different. Sure. This crime, this uh, this gentleman, his name is uh, Chen Yang Wang, mm. who was defending a restaurant in Vegas called Shanghai Taste. Mm. He, uh, in Vegas, so this is, this is not just like, you know, some small town somewhere. We're talking about Vegas, which, you know, used to be called Sin City. I think it's now, it's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But the point is, mm -hmm. Vegas is full of, like, people using drugs. It's well known. Mm. And people who are extremely mm intoxicated and people who are ga mm. gambling and so you have a mm. lot of people i wouldn't i would, shouldn't say criminal behavior because it's not it, a good combination some of those behaviors are not criminal there so like yeah it's not a good combination mm. you know okay so someone just loses a hundred thousand dollars or something on a table or ten thousand dollars or whatever they have mm. they're desperate and they want to continue gambling maybe mm. that might produce like the you know a catalyst it might be like a catalyst for them to, mm. to try to get more money to go and rob someone so I'm guessing, just guessing here that general kind of crime rates are probably higher there than elsewhere because, you know, you have a lot of people who are losing their money rapidly, mm -hmm. who are de desperate to, like, get their money back or to continue gambling because they have a, maybe they have a gambling addiction. And they're angry, so, right? Yeah, maybe. I actually am not a gambler. They go in there to make money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the opposite happens. Well, I mean, I think that mm. they always, they say... The house always wins. So if you're going gambling, you're probably going to lose money. It's not the. It's not like you know investing in the stock market. Well, that's not my <laughs> rational talking. Well, I, I wanted to compare yeah. it because China has a hub. Mm. You have Macau, right? Mm -hmm. I've never been there. I wanted to ask you, mm. like, do you know or like? Uh, 
is there criminality there or is it like safer? Would you say, would you prefer to be in Vegas for the night or would you prefer to be in Macau for safety? Oh, definitely Macau. I've never been there. And of course, there are, you know, criminal cases everywhere in, in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, what percentage to what degree. But mm-hmm. I would feel much safer. I mean, in Vegas, I, I've been to Vegas, but I guess mostly safer parts and you know we stay indoors at night (laughs) um (laughs) and you know i'm not a risk uh, high risk taker i don't like taking risks Mm. and i don't really care for like thrills of any kind Mm. Uh, like bubble tea is thrilling for me and that's good enough (laughs) so you wouldn't jump out of an airplane i I would totally go parachuting i want to go parachuting so i don't want someone coming to my house to rob me to test whether i would defend my family but i would (laughs) definitely jump out of an airplane if someone told me this parachute is probably going to open like 99.99 percent somebody would have to pay me like millions (laughs) for you know to 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 do that Mm. i'm i'm good (laughs) like i'm good otherwise and i think uh in general um chinese people are not as fond of risk taking Mm, mm. because i think the whole culture doesn't really promote that like we want harmony you know we want harmony we want peace and stability and that's not just something the government says it's a reflection of what the people want you know most of us are not like roller coaster riders <laughs> we, we 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 are fine staying on the ground and living our day-to-day lives <laughs> and we like staying alive we like staying healthy you know, we try all we can to have harmony, to lead a harmonious, healthy and safe life. And a lot of the other things that somehow other people consider to be fun or thrilling might not be considered the same way over here, especially for like older people like me. <laughs> yeah. Baby. Well, I mean, I think you you might have nailed it with the my, like me part. I hate to say it, but you're not every Chinese person. And the, really? the reason I, I the reason I mean parachuting is because. I found a place, I found places here in China to go parachuting. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are Chinese folks who are like, let's go jump out of an airplane for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, especially, I guess, younger ones. I don't know. Like, I'm on the older side. I'm, I've heard, like, <laughs> mid-age. Mm. <laughs> you know, for, if I were to interview my family, like my aunts and uncles, my parents, my even my grandparents, like no one would do that. Even if you, you know, give them like a million dollars, I don't think they would jump out of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I think extreme, extreme sports are mm, getting more popular. Mm, yeah. But still, that's like, um, it's given that it's supposed to be safe, right? Um, you have layers of protection. Olympic sport where they jump off really high and they're in the air for a long time before they land. And they flip. Yeah. Yeah, like some kind of snowboarding. Because they're doing that in the Olympics and China's competing, which means there must be thousands of Chinese people who like doing... I would not do that one. Because, you know, I, th- I think about my ankles yeah. and I like... I don't want to be like with a walker or something. Like, it looks terrifying. Really scary. That would probably be like a good case if it's just a walker on your ankle. <laughs> I mean, worse things could yeah, happen. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, winter sports, as we talked about, it's getting more popular here in China. It's an area that's uh, open for exploration, I think. It's a huge potential market. Mm. Not for me, but, you know, for many others. Um, and even like ice hockey, right? Mm -hmm. That thing, what do you call it? The puck? Pucker or puck? Yeah. Puck. Yeah. Puck. You got it's it. It's like a solid piece of plastic. It would hurt if it hits you traveling like a hundred miles an hour. I can barely ice skate. Every time I've gone <laughs> ice skating, I just fall flat on my face. The last time I went ice skating 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I fell on my hands and they were bloody like from being scraped because like oh, no. I fell down right. and I caught myself with my hand. I should have worn gloves. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm a klutz. So like, you know, jumping out <laughs> of an airplane doesn't require a lot of skill. You just <laughs> jump and then eventually you land, right? No, I saw a video of someone doing just that the other day. They do it with mm. a coach. Yeah. So uh, this young lady was in the front and she had all whatever she needed, like safety belts or parachutes, but she was literally like tied strapped. to yeah. strapped to her uh, coach. But the, the funny thing and the reason why the video uh, was really popular <laughs> was because the young lady was looked, literally looked dead at the time when she was getting out of the airplane. <laughs> like her uh, instructor had to drag her, literally like push her, drag her, and her neck was like all weak <laughs> she, she seemed unconscious wow she was so terrified <laughs> she, i don't know but she they did jump though mm. um it was a successful attempt but she just looked so terrified before she got out of the airplane you're totally right and that's why i would want to jump four times because you know just like in diving there's like international standards for for skydiving too mm -hmm. and in order to jump by yourself <laughs> you typically need to jump three times with someone else oh so i wouldn't I, I would have to jump four times before i got to the one i really wanted which is to be jump without someone strapped you want to me. jump by yourself yeah 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 that's wow. that's the whole point the first three times are like training to make sure you don't like pass out and you know when to pull your ripcord <laughs> and all this stuff <laughs> right. and then the fourth time you get to finally it's finally hey you get to go and jump by all by yourself and land all by yourself and that's everyone really what everyone really wants well to do. maybe as well you just mentioned that maybe the lady passed out before she jumped off that's not a good thing <laughs> if you're like <laughs> diving right, right. skydiving <laughs> anyhow we're, we're supposed to be talking about serious things but i just thought of just one more one more video that i saw sure sure <laughs> it was also i think it was on tiktok and it's a i think it was shot in a mall somewhere maybe it's in the states i'm not too sure but it's um like there's skyline mm. uh, on top of like near the ceiling of a mall mm. And it was really tall, like the uh, walkway area, the corridor area mm -hmm. where everyone kind of walks and that the ceiling was really, really high. And they made this uh, like a cable thing mm -hmm. where you can glide from one end of the mall mm. to the other on top of the mall. <laughs> so, you know, the video showed two people, two tourists or just someone, you know, ready for some fun, uh, gliding on top of uh, the mall, saying, waving and saying hello to everybody. <laughs> one of the comments... <laughs> It was so hilarious. One of the comments said, last time I heard uh, someone, you know, it rained when someone glided across the, the mall. Do you know what it means? No, no. Like someone was so scared that they <laughs> peed in their pants while they were <laughs> while they were gliding through the mall. Because <laughs> it was really high up. Through the mall. Yeah, all the way through from one end so to the other. So they peed all over the spectator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. They oh. say it rained. Um, but I thought that was really oh, funny. Oh, gosh. It, was, it wasn't That's caught on terrible. video, but it could happen, right? <laughs> Thank you.
reminded me of some another story I'd like to share. I was in a mall in Beijing in the south. It's called Majapu. And there was actually someone who wanted to jump. There was a jumper, a person who, who was somehow on the roof of the mall and had found a way to jump through the mall and was going to try to jump What? into the mall to, I guess, it would. I don't know if it was high enough, but it may have been to uh, huh. take their own life. So I worked in this mall mm -hmm. for a time. And so I, I stood there. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Because I didn't notice the guy way up there. But what I did notice is they had inflated this uh -huh. giant yellow and black mattress thing, this huge thing on mm -hmm. the bottom, like to catch catch this mm -hmm. person. And there were all these security guards and a couple police officers standing around, like mm -hmm. frantically trying to make sure that this person, eventually this person did not jump. But I thought it was really interesting mm -hmm. because I had gone outside to like, I don't know, get a soda or something or whatever, coffee, mm -hmm. something like that. And then when I came back, it had gone from nothing was going on to there's already this mattress blown up and security guards everywhere. And like the space of five, five minutes. Yeah, I was thinking like their reaction time was amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> if this happened? guy was up there ready to jump, like and they're already ready to catch him like within five minutes. <laughs> that's like, that's pretty amazing like okay what i see in my head right now is like you know let's say jason saw someone standing on the roof and you'd be shouting hey dude you got two minutes before the police get here go, go quickly, <laughs> go quickly. <laughs> no we're, we're just joking sorry about our yes um, never never take your own no, life no, no. that's a terrible thing to do but it's um it's a reminder of um some of videos I came across lately, there were uh, a few cases of uh, suicide attempts. Mm, mm. And for some reason, jumping off high buildings is one of the uh, popular uh, choices. You know, I read about this, Pepe, and apparently the people who survive mm -hmm. in almost every single mm. case, as soon as their feet left the ground mm. of like the top of the building or whatever, they instantaneously mm -hmm. regretted and wish they had not done it. Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I think the people who are interviewed which is which means it's worth it right for all the rescue efforts mm, but mm. Um, in the past few months i came across a few of these cases and most of them are really young people you know young people either they um something failed or they owed a lot of money mm. like kind of um hardship they've come across mm. and in one cases especially one cases when viral and made the news Because one firefighter, usually there's a team of firefighters who would go up and save this person, mm. right? Besides the inflated bed underneath, mm -hmm. um, they, they would try to talk to, you know, the, the, whoever on the uh, suicide attempt. But in this case, the, I think it was a girl. She jumped. And the firefighter jumped mm. after her to to catch her. Oh, no. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, like, you're supposed to be strapped up, right? Yeah. With a safety cord. It didn't work or some ha something like that happened. Oh, no. So oh, no. even the firefighter, um, a young man, a heroic young man of uh, in his, I think, early 20s, lost his life. And there were mixed uh, feelings, as you can imagine, mm. right? Some people felt just how you feel. It's it's uh, absolutely terrible. But there are others who were mad, right? Who were just simply mad because, I mean, the firefighter wants to live. Mm. He, you know, it, he's still so young. And one of the comments I remembered, of course, people are going to have mixed feelings about these comments. This person's said that, you know, if you want to do this, if you really want to do this, find somewhere quiet and with like no audience, no public audience, right? 
because it's just um it's just so sad to drag someone else with you. I mean, this person leaving the comment, of course, was venting mm-hmm. his or her own anger too, anger and frustration. And people, you know, there are mixed comments under this comment. But it's definitely like what we end up talking about was mm-hmm. actually social responsibility. Because, um, and this is also something I want to mention, when people think about life and death issues, like say suicide attempts, if you live in a family, in a society where you are well connected, like you are a part of a web of a strong web. Mm-hmm. I think it would, it's a, there's a social and kind of connection or prevention to it. But let's say if you're, you're not alone, you know that you are a, a wife, a husband, a, a mom and dad and a daughter and a son. Mm-hmm. I think there's less inclination for you to give up on your own life mm-hmm. because you're not just thinking about your own life, right? You are, you have responsibilities too. Do you know Keanu Reeves? Uh, no. Sounds familiar. Keanu Reeves, he's a very, he's a very well-known, super handsome American actor that a lot of, he, they call him the, in English and in America, they call him the internet's boyfriend. Wait, I think I know. So well, well liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Matrix. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know. Recently he, he was asked by. Has a long face. He, recently, okay. Uh, I think he's a handsome face. Anyway, recently. <laughs> he is. He was asked by a TV host, uh, what happens after you die? And he said, one thing he knows is that the I people know. that love you will miss you. And that's how he ended that interview. And, I know. you know, that. That is, I think, what people need to keep in mind. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying is that right. is that people, you have a, a social obligation to your family and to your loved ones to stay and be safe and keep trying. And hey, maybe you lost everything. Exactly. But you can start over. You hit the point. And also think of um, what the social cost of what you're doing, mm. right? Mm. If you are, even if you're just standing on the edge of a building for the thrill of it, there will be a team that someone will call the police. Right. And then the firefighters or the police officers mm-hmm. will, you know, mm-hmm. gather up their team and um, try to save you. And God forbid there's another incident like a fire somewhere else and they need to be there. You just cost them time. Right. That could that potentially exactly. hurt other people because they're not able to save those people as quickly. Right. And also think about what your family will have to go through. They will have to live with this for the rest of their lives. Every, every country has phone numbers and like special help groups that you can reach out to for free. So if you really if any of our listeners are contemplating hurting themselves Mm. please reach out to the communities in your relative country or state and or province and there will be people who you can talk to i want to share a saying in in chinese this is like what a doctor told a patient i think the patient was um maybe thinking about giving up you know he had not been taking care of his own health uh the doctor was telling him that the Chinese saying, it doesn't sound very optimistic, right? It's not one of those bright sayings, motivational sayings. It translates into pretty much like better a living dog than a dead lion. It's just simply better to stay alive than, you know, killing yourself. Mm. Even even though your life might not seem so grand or doesn't seem to go so well, but it's still better than, you know, taking your life or taking someone else's life because there is so much, as we mentioned, so much social responsibilities, right? We can't just be thinking about how we feel so i wanted to share that before we turn pivot to something much brighter
I wanted to talk about the fact that after this man, Chen Young Wang, was shot defending this restaurant, that he obviously he's in the hospital and he is doing better. He's had surgeries for those of you who are wondering. Mm. And he, apparently he's going to make it and be okay. But I, I was struck by is that they had to create different groups of people had to create a GoFundMe page mm -hmm. and something called a Mighty Cause page huh. to help raise money for his um, oh, medical bills, which, right. you know, in and of itself is lovely that there are people mm -hmm. that are trying to help take care of this man. Mm. But also I'm thinking like, I'm thinking several things. One of them is if this restaurant's insured, it doesn't have insurance for its employees getting hurt. Like mm. I'm confused about that. Number one. And number two, I thought, you know, that there was some kind of push to have everyone have insurance in the United States mm. that happened like a couple of administrations ago. And so I'm also confused about how he doesn't have some kind of coverage there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it makes me scared of being in the United States like that. You know, people, I, I see this thing. A lot of people who are thinking of traveling to the United States, they make sure that they get insurance. Right. And the reason is not just because they want to be covered. It's because everyone in the world knows that the medical bills in the United States it's are crazy. way more than anywhere else. If you get hurt in China, oh, that's bad. And you, you're going to owe some money, but it's not going to be that much. Like if you're a foreigner in China yeah. without insurance. It's affordable. I mean. But if you go to the United States and something, God forbid, something happens, you're going to owe like, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars for You'll something. You'll be washing dishes. And like that just doesn't happen. In some restaurant. Anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah you're going to be half. You're going to have to defend some restaurant in the future like, <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre like how expensive medical treatment is in the united states because it's, it's private in incomprehensible really because it's all private yeah. there that's why a couple episodes ago we talked about this that's why there are certain i guess industries or sectors of the economy that at least in china and some other countries can't be fully privatized like we don't want them to be fully privatized because if they are mm -hmm. fully mm -hmm. privatized the goal is to make money. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the sure end of that is that a lot of people won't be able to afford it, right? I mean, the purpose of a hospital is to cure the sick, mm -hmm, to help mm -hmm. people stay healthy. You're right. What's interesting is just like a lot of other parts of the Chinese economy, mm. the medical like part of the economy, you know, is actually a mix. Right. It's like a mixed economy, just mm -hmm. like China's economy is a mixed economy. So you, you have access to really affordable like hospitals and you also have very expensive private hospitals where like, you know, they have the most mm. cutting edge technology Technology. And so, like, you have, like... And a nurse will follow you everywhere. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, yeah, I have a friend... You have who, your private nurse. <laughs> I had a friend who was talking about pregnancy and giving birth. And because she just gave birth, like, mm. about three months ago. And she uh, she mentioned mm. that her medical bills were, like, uh, 9,000 RMB for the entire process. Which is, like, I don't know, uh, twelve or dollars $1,400 US. Mm. And that she said that was the, the kind of, like, mid-range. And she said she had an option of having it that way. Or she could have her own private room with a private nurse mm. who was just going to be there with there with her whether it was two days or one day or however long this whole process was going to mm -hmm. take care of she would have private nurse with her 100 mm -hmm. of the time and that was only going to cost 1300 rmb so like the high end really expensive private room oh. in the private hospital situation was going to sorry no, 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 this isn't yeah That's this is in one hundred thirteen thousand rmb sorry so that means what like two mm. two thousand dollars to yeah. over two thousand that is about two thousand dollars yeah by comparison oh. that is so mm. affordable compared to the United States. It's just ludicrous, like, the difference. Yeah, well... 
That's in Wuhan, though. Yeah. If it's in Beijing, it would be more expensive. And you're mm. talking about the private hospital. I think in public hospitals, it's going to be cheaper. Mm, mm, mm. Most of it will be reimbursable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, through your workplace or your social kind of social security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I mean, it's totally affordable. But then, then of course, in, in public hospitals, you will have to wait a little longer. Where there will be a lot more people waiting for the same doctor. Mm. But, you know, at least you can get timely checkups. Mm-hmm. There are choices. So if you'll have the extra money, of course, you can go to the private hospitals. You'll be taken care of. Um, your money will be worth it. But if you can't afford it, there are a lot of pu- public hospitals you can choose from. Mm. So, mm. yeah, but, you know, you mentioned something about traveling to the States. It is a scary thought when it comes to, you know, uh, health care. Um, cause you, you just never know, right? And, uh, I remember one time when I went back to visit, I think I had to get some really twisted kind of insurance, <laughs> um, for people like who, who once lived in the States, but then moved out and then went back for a short period of time there's like this one type of specific type of insurance that you can get for like two weeks time you know i don't remember the details but you don't feel safe if you don't have health insurance Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the states because i think even emergency um i was in the emergency room once when i was in the states i just i just like didn't really quite faint but it was vertical i think like everything Mm -hmm. was was dizzy i think Mm -hmm. the starting bill was like over a thousand and then the doctor came in for literally two or three minutes like i waited a long time and the doctor came basically she said we we can't really find out anything wrong it might just be a case of vertical like you know they just feel dizzy um and then weeks later i got a bill for the the doctor visit part and that was like over a thousand dollars on itself so mm, but mm. of course later on you have to you haggle a little bit right because it came out to be too much so you get this um i think you feel scared uh if you don't have health insurance so even for you i think when you go back you need to get them too for however per- long period of time yeah yeah i i, I agree with you that I, even when i go back to the states to visit my family or whatever i would totally be getting some kind of mm-hmm. insurance for the time that I, i'm there because you know, you never know, and I don't want to have some crazy medical bill that destroys, like, no. you know, in, in America, interesting, if I go to rent an apartment in China, they're just like, okay, do you have the first month, last month, and a couple months rent or whatever? Cool. Mm. Okay, you could sign to rent a play. In America, they do a credit check on you. In China, you get a job, they're going to be like, okay, mm. what are your references, you know? Okay, where have you worked before? Okay, we're going to do a background check, fine. In, in America, they check your credit. Mm-hmm. So, literally, like, if you have some medical mm. bill that you haven't been paying on, or some student loan you haven't been paying on or some credit card you missed a couple payments on anything like that at all Mm -hmm. then it's hard to find a home it's fine it's hard to find a job it's hard to get insurance Mm. it's everything that people take for granted in other countries that it's just like really easy to do mm-hmm. suddenly becomes super super challenging in the united states mm, well the credit i think maybe people it's it's like a newer thing here in china but i know that a lot more people are starting to use these um huh these like online loans where you know you can buy something but you also that's what credit should be builds for. up your credit but yeah but credit should mm-hmm. be for taking out a loan how well did you do on your last loan mm. this well that's how well okay then Mm -hmm. we're going to evaluate you based on that but like in you know in like Mm. china or japan or other countries your credit is directly related to your credit worthiness whereas the united states it's related to Mm. aspects of your life that have little to do with borrowing money at all 
So it's it's really kind of weird. Mm. Like if you want to get a job with a certain company, they want to check your credit history. That's mm. bizarre. Like the mm. two are tenuously and philosophically not related <laughs> at all. So I think it's very bizarre. I guess it's just more regulated in a way. Um, but I've rented before. No one asked me for my I don't do I have a credit score I guess I do have a credit score I, I don't even know if I have <laughs> you, one in China probably definitely do yeah <laughs> I, I don't have a credit card I don't want a credit card mm, I mean mm. back in the states you it's like you need a credit card right mm. so everyone almost everyone mm. has one but here you can live without a, a yeah, credit card yeah. and one thing I really like about being here is that you know you can live without a car you can live without a credit card I mean, because for me, if I get a credit card, I have to, have mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. remember to pay it back every month. You, you could set it up to automatically pay out of your bank account and just never very. See, the thing about in the United States is you have to have a credit card to build credit so that you can have a good credit mm, score, yeah. so that you can get a job, so that you can mm -hmm. rent a house, so that you can do all these other things. It's related to having a credit card and then not using it irresponsibly, which very few people do well in the United States. So, so that's why know. it's a bizarre system. I, I, I barely understand why it has to be that way. I think it's just so that banks can get 17% interest on suckers who don't pay back. But the thing is, um, <laughs> I think you mentioned on the two other things one is credit card the other what is the other thing you just mentioned oh health insurance right i think mm, if mm. i were you know to move back to the united states if i didn't have health insurance and if i didn't have a credit card or credit score i would feel like i'm outside of the main circle mm. like i would mentally feel like i'm um living in the periphery mm -hmm. like i know I, i'm like one of the outliers mm -hmm. uh, because it feels like most people have that might be the wrong conception, though. I think you're right. I just feel like you're supposed to have insurance. You're supposed to have a credit card. You're, you're right. Most, the vast majority of people think exactly the way you're, you've just outlined. But there are a very small enclave of people who, like, try to go, quote, off the grid. Oh, and right, so that's they, the word. they try to, like, get buy a, a home on property with little to no mm. tax and then, like, not be part of the system, maybe get their own electricity through solar panels or whatever. Mm. So there's a small group of people who try to avoid being part of the system mm -hmm. but there that's really really marginal right you know? most most people are like what you're saying they're trying to have credit they're trying to be part of the system they're trying to have the appropriate medical insurance i remember the first time i met someone who didn't have a credit card that was when I worked in New York City i, I took a taxi once and i think i maybe we started chatting and I was asking him if he takes credit card. And then it turned out that he didn't have a credit card. And I was shocked. I was like, I don't know anybody who doesn't have a credit card. And he's like, yeah, just don't want it. Everything goes by cash. Mm -hmm. So it, it, before that, I thought everyone, literally everyone had a credit card. Yeah. Sorry for. No, 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 no. That's perfectly fine. I had, I had all of that accoutrement. Like, you know, I was part of the system. I had all of that stuff when I was living in the United States. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have so much more like time and freedom from, from that system living here in mm -hmm. China because I don't have a credit card here. And it does, it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went, I, it my, doesn't matter, right? You don't have the mental. Yeah. My wife and I, we went to go to buy a house recently. Just, you no, know, we weren't actually going to buy 
God, but we were shopping and they didn't care at all. They were just like, here's the payment schedule. Mm -hmm. If you have this, if you think it was 20% minimum, you can start this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it didn't even matter. Like, because we didn't have bad credit, Mm -hmm. because we just had no credit, it didn't matter at all. And they were like, they were trying to sell us this apartment. They were like, yeah, this can be (laughs) no problem. All you have to do is move in and give us some money, start making payments. Like, in China, it's not the system that exists in America, which is like this all-encompassing system Mm -hmm. where you're constantly getting bills in the mail or by email and like having to track how much insurance you have. It's it's totally not there here, which is lovely. It's it's really free. This is something that most people probably don't mention. Uh, This mental freedom from a lot of these... um, uh, burdens that I felt I had to deal with when I was back in the States, mm, like mm. bills, right? And, and tax returns, um, and credit cards. Cause when you get credit, you get like all, most of the mail you get, we call them junk mail. There are things that you have to deal with rather than something you're happy to receive. And it's, mm. I mean, it's not a huge deal, right? It, it's not like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do, um, to pay your bills or to make sure you have insurance to find the right insurance. But all of these is just like, ah, oh, these are not things that normal people want to deal with. You know, they're not like happy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think <laughs> when I came back from the States, I was, I felt so liberated because I didn't really have to deal with tax returns. I didn't have to deal with all the bills. I don't get any bills. Thank you very much. I, I go pay. <laughs> I, I pay for my electricity when it runs out just in the same neighborhood. And I pay for the water there. I, it's a two minute you walk. You mean you have to go somewhere? Oh, you got it. <laughs> oh, it's too much work. Auto, you, get, you can get an automatic payment system for your, uh, I'm old. For your electricity. I probably can. but It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. And then we don't even have to worry. Every now and then it's just like, oh, my phone says they they withdrew like 200 RMB right, right, from right. my account. I'm like, okay, what, whatever. Like, it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned this because I, I feel so liberated now that I don't have to yeah, deal with yeah. all that. I mean, it, it makes me sound lazy, but still, it's just like I'm <laughs> mentally free from all those things that used to tie me up. Like things that I had to worry mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think, oh, did mm-hmm. I pay the bill last month or not? Now I don't have a credit card. I don't need to worry about that, right? If I have $100, yeah. I can spend $100. If I don't have $100, I can't spend more than that. It's pretty simple. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. I can use that energy, my mental space for other, you know, happier things. And But it, back when I was living in the States, it, they were all the things, you know, there were things that everybody had to deal with pretty much. Mm. You know, I, I agree with you. We are out of time as always. It's wonderful talking with you, and I hope all of our listeners enjoyed it as much as I did, baby. Yes, and I, okay, I don't even know where we started, but today's topic might be a little bit scattered, but I think it's still interesting. <laughs> so thank you. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it too, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.